schedule, every agenda, God. We just need you. We need a divine touch of you, God. Sister Proctor, Brother David Bell, Brother R.C. Clark, Sister Osmus, and Amanda Little, and Tobias Gonzalez. That's a lot of names and a lot of people I love on here. Um, believing that God is really going to pour it out. It's been on my heart so strong to see the miracles, signs, and wonders. I get tired of reading about it. I know it's a miracle to live every day and to have His breath, but man, I want to see miracles, signs, and wonders. But I also have to be willing to do what it takes to get miracles, signs, and wonders, right? So if you have anybody that you'd like to step in for, or if you have a need that wasn't on here, feel free to come up here. We come up here in faith. That's why we do that. It's not just a ritual, but we do that stepping out in faith, believing that God is going to make a change. So in Jesus' name, God, you know these needs, and you are the author and the finisher. God, you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. God, I pray for every need that's on this list and those that are not on this list. God, I believe that there's nothing too small, that you're a God of detail, and that you are able, God, you are able and you are willing. God, help us to be us to do, to step into what you call us and ask us to do, God. Help our obedience be greater than our sacrifice, because that's what you truly enjoy, God. I praise your name. I thank you, God. You are worthy. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name.
for a moment. We're going to uh, share some announcements, and then we're going to have our ushers come with our tithe and our offering. Turn to your neighbor. Say, neighbor. It's Super Youth Sunday. Youth Sunday is tonight. Uh, nothing else is on the agenda. Nothing else is planned. It's just Youth Sunday. We're excited for it. It's going to be at 6 p.m. Be here. Uh, it's not just for the youth. It's youth-led. And we are excited. It's always a powerful move of God. And so we are excited to have Youth Sunday here this evening at 6 p.m. Also, today, it is the 11th. And so that means our strawberry fundraiser is wrapping up today that we have all the orders need to be turned in with their money today so find me find sister Callan and get the money turned in get the orders turned in so we can get them counted and get ready for the deliveries that will be made on Wednesday the 14th and so also in regards to that we are going to need as many helpers as we can get as many, play some a little more sad music so that we can get a little sympathy so we can get some more helpers. Uh, we need as much help as we can get. Uh, anything on Tuesday, we're going to have a work day. Yeah, that's good. Uh, anything, <laughs> I'm feeling it. Anything that for, we're going to have wiping the strawberries on Tuesday, we're going to be cutting some of the ribbon, we're doing all of that. So uh, youth, go try to be here on Tuesday afternoon to do that. But anybody else also, we need as many hands on deck on Tuesday to prepare the strawberries. But then Wednesday, starting at 7 a.m., we are dipping the strawberries, we are packaging the strawberries, and then we are delivering the strawberries all day. We need as many helpers as possible. Okay. Uh, it's a youth fundraiser, but it's during the day. Youth are in school. And so we need you guys to come in to help. And it's going to be a great time. It's always a phenomenal uh, fundraiser. Um, when you get to deliver strawberries and you walk into businesses with chocolate-covered strawberries, everyone's happy to see you. So if you need a confidence booster, come to us. We'll send you out as deliverers, and it will help. So if you want to help, if you want to sign up, find me after service today. I will write your name down or text me. If you can't find me, I will be in the Sunday school class upstairs if you can't find me after service that's where I'll be or find Sister Joanne and then also we have uh, today is our Tupelo Children's Mansion love offering that is due today and so that's a phenomenal thing that we can give to to be able to sponsor and to help operate the um, the orphanage mansion that the UPCIR organization owns and so it's a great chance to give a home to those who maybe would not have one otherwise then also on the 14th, we have Valentine's Day. And on the 14th, as we talked about, strawberry delivery and pickups will be going on. Then on the 22nd will be Ladies United Fellowship. And the sign-up sheet is in the foyer for that. So ladies, make sure if you're wanting to go to sign up to make sure you are counted, ready to go to that. And then on the 28th, our mission pledge is due. So if the ushers could come, we're going to take our tithes and our offerings. Father, thank you for the presence we felt.
It's always nice to have people that give themselves to consistently help develop a spiritual atmosphere where the truths of the Spirit began to take their place in our life by multiplying the past experiences and the past truths that join together to make us fulfill the scripture, ye are complete in Jesus Christ. And so you have about 206 lengths of calcium in your body, and you have God only knows how many nervous conditions. Sensitivity to lots of life. And so... He gave us a book that's broad enough, deep enough, and high enough that there is no need to live in spiritual poverty. America is suffering the privation of various things because they gave God up, because God gave them so much. I would like to inform you that this Valentine's week, we are going to see our little valentines in Arkansas. And Brother Dickey's going to be speaking Wednesday night. And uh, I, I was looking back into history. And, uh, you know, he was in Lufkin for a good while. And, and, and then I guess something about me attracted him. I don't think that had anything to do. <laughs> he had family here, and uh, but he had a church group in the Lufkin area that truly honored and appreciated his ministry. We have taken the advantage of that over the last few years and have been thrilled to share life with them. And so he'll be ministering in the Wednesday night service, and uh, hopefully I will be ministering where my son-in-law in Arkansas has asked me to be there. And we're going to share Valentine with all those little hearts up that way. I am anxious to see more of what God is really wanting to do in my life, our life and this community and I believe it's going to go much further than that. And the Bible said I hath not seen, ear hath not heard, neither hath entered the heart of man the things 
that God has prepared for them that love him. And I believe I minister to a people that love Jesus Christ and that love one another. And only in eternity will you probably see the widespread powers that are moving out into other settings. I would like for us to move into this uh, lesson and ministry as quickly as possible, and yet I would like to do it in a way that, that we could receive it. I'd like to start out by mentioning one of the things that has been a part of my life for many, many years, and that's why Moses did not conquer after having so much power. When you look into the life of Moses and you sense that he become satisfied just going in a circle. For 38 years, God kept trying to get him to go on in. And he wouldn't do it. He just kept going for 38 years in a circle. And he surrendered his future to Joshua and Caleb. Instead of him reaping the harvest, Joshua and Caleb got to see the promised land. I don't want that to happen to the United Pentecostal Church in Paris, Texas. God has promised this church way before I got here a lot of great things. Prophecies, men and women who sacrifice to save a county, save a world, and to see the explosive glories of victories that he has wanted to share with us. There is absolutely no way to just do it. He said, you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you and he said I will be in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life you don't want that well to dam up on any day of your life you want to make sure in that first morning prayer that you open the lid to the glories and the promises of life I will give you peace that passes understanding I will give you joy and it shall be in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not a place where we just come to. It's a God's house that we come to visit with him. And if the preacher don't preach Jesus and if the preacher don't rebuke sinfulness and, and sin-filled thought patterns and weakened conditions of the enormity of the power of the structure of God Almighty. Ladies and gentlemen, it's not about public etiquette. It is about publicizing the bloodline. It is about publicizing a name that is above every name. There is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It is in the name of Jesus that must 
comes to the surface. It is in the power of the spirit of Jesus that must comes to the power level of conquering flesh. This stuff will ruin. And that's what happened to Moses. <laughs> he got just enough, but not enough to make it to the rest of the shore. I don't know about the people that sit in this congregation, but I think I do. And I don't think many of us in this building are willing to give up our homes for anything out yonder. I don't think we're willing to give up our kids for anything that can bless them. I don't believe we can, we can afford to do that. And so we continue to pray and to seek the face of God. And, uh, but yet, it's not enough just to go to church, to go to church and put in a few things and, that, and then do this a little bit out yonder, but entertain flesh with the world. You say, Pastor, you're a hard line. Let me tell you something. Did I tell you yet in all the 40 years I've been here, did I tell you that eternity is forever and that once you leave the, this earth, there is no change? Once you go to the graveyard and they plant you getting ready, ready to get you out of there, let me tell you something. Everybody's coming out. They're coming to the white throne judgment and they're coming to the judgment seat of Christ. It, it's not like, oh well. No, it's not oh well. And it's not right for a pastor not to help stir up the gift that is within us with the laying on of hands of the Holy Ghost. It, it ought to be a fire. Jeremiah said it this way. It's like fire shut up in my bones. And he never got to get baptized in the name of Jesus. He never had the privilege of receiving the Holy Ghost. His was an external leadership. Ours is an internal, which gives us permission to be everything. And that's where this lesson goes. Absolutely. No need for us to live. In lack or shame. Shame is simply being able to talk about a promise that you never received. Shame is something that you brag about but never is noticed. Ladies and gentlemen, I want that people out yonder to know I am in Christ Jesus a new creation. Our old things have passed away and things coming new are wonderful every day because I'm challenged by hell every day I get up. I am challenged by this flesh every day I get up. You don't want to get up, Pastor. You don't want to get out there and have to stir up another preaching sermon or a ministry that will do this. You know some of those people don't want to hear that. You know some of those people don't like that. You know some of those people just want to be patted on the you know where? On the back. It is easy, Moses, to do that circle thing because you did it yesterday and you did it the last day and 365 days a year you did it. You just went in circles. Touting the past of a Red Sea. Touting the past of bread 
and things unthinkable, wonderful, sure. But ladies and gentlemen, what I am hungry for, and I don't believe it's an appetite just for Robert Meyer. I believe it's the Holy Ghost reaching out and saying, go ye into all the world teaching them and preaching to them the gospel. And he said, then you are the light of the world and you are the one that's going to touch them and they're going to know me because you know me and greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world and they're going to feel the power and the ecstasy of joy unspeakable, full of glory, full of power, full of future, full of excitement because we know Red Sea's part for us. We're not, we're not willing just to have one Red Sea. We're willing to go through the wilderness. It is a time of wilderness people. It is a wilderness area that we're in and I'm not willing just to go through the routine, pat somebody on the little rear end and say everything's kosher and everything's good. No, no, no. I am here to stir up the gift. I am here to preach the word of God that will set a holy fire in your hands in your feet, in your heart and we're going to touch the lost and that's going to be the revival that Joel talked about he saw it way yesteryear and he saw that God's going to stir up the church in the last day and I am looking at people that are conquerors I have walked with you long enough to know that you have already conquered more demons than ever hell intended for you to conquer. So I'm not preaching down on anybody. I'm just preaching it's time that we move on into our future with telling people everything God's doing for us. They tell you stuff that you don't even want to hear but because you want their friendship that you listen to them and tell about some weird thing that happened in their life or something strategic that's going on in their life. It's time for us to tell a testimony. Hey, let me tell you something, what I got from the service the other day. Let me tell you what I got out of my prayer meeting yesterday. I'm going to tell you God's still alive and he's still working in me a miracle. And I know that, I, that he is able for me and so I'm going to come to you and I am going to be a part of your life and so he said love your neighbor as yourself is that rhythm the only way we're going to have everything that God wants us to have is uh, first of all we're going to have my son-in-law come help me And then, Brother Les, I don't know if I, I can handle y'all leaving. But if you could come up here today. Now, stand, no, look at the crowd right there. Okay. Now, would you stand in front of him? Line up. Okay. Now, the only way that they can reproduce the behind-the-scenes setting is the law of alignment. Somebody say the law of alignment. That occurs in obedience. That's why the Bible said, them that obey shall receive. So when you live in the law of obedience to the word of God, 
you are in alignment with the will of God, and that alignment causes the power of in a motor, the pistons going up at the right time and coming down on the crankshaft at the right time. And then up on the top is the valves where receiving and distribution occur. And then out of the tailpipe comes a lot of stink. But guess where the car is going? Or if you would put it where it really is, where is the church going? I will leap over a troop, jump over a wall. I will not be hindered by the valleys and the shadows of death. I will not be hindered. Thank you, sir, both of you. I want to tell you something. That's where the real church is going. And I believe the United Pentecostal Church of Paris, Texas residents have made up their mind. I am not going to put tithe in here and get a weak preacher. I am not going to put my offerings on the shelf and expect that we're just going to keep on running the same show that we ran 20 years ago. No, no, no. We're about to harness uh, this city. We're about to harness this community. We are going to plow, plow, plow. Ask people questions. They don't mind asking you. The plow is a question. How are you doing with your relationship with Jesus? What are you doing with your relationship with Jesus? When is the last time you got a new row of corn or the bread of life? When is the last time you got a new vision because your eyes were opened to what's going on in the world and you sense what's going on in the world, but can you not sense what's going on in heaven? Right now the angels are parading back and forth saying if they will call on the name of the Lord... I have got a troop of angels and that's what happened to Gideon. Gideon got a hold on something and the angels of God went with him and his sword was powerful and that's what's going to happen to our voice. There is a ruling and reigning that is about to chase demons away from your very house. Not about getting in your heart or your home. I'm here to tell you the holiness of God is about to rise to a level in which the demons can't uh, harass you anymore and the glories of God are like a river running through your mind and your spirit and your hands and your feet and you can't stop talking about that river his name is Jesus could we pray for every preacher again in this city right now I am believing God to touch every preacher I am I'm believing God to do something phenomenal in Lamar County I wish some of you men would really cry out to God. He said, when Zion travails, sons and daughters will be born. Mothers, it's time you understand that with it. Oh, God, we're not willing for anybody. We've got time. We have got patience. Hallelujah. 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 Why don't we give the Lord a big hand clap just for being here. If you feel his presence, there is literally no telling what's going to happen just in the next month as a result of your prayer today. So absolutely no need for us to live in any kind of shame or any kind of spiritual poverty. So Jesus came what? To seek and to save. Guess what his body does? We don't wait them to come. We seek. We seek 
with power because we know that we can help them be saved. Jesus came to seek and to save that which is lost. And then he says, you do the same. Take my yoke upon you. I am meek and lowly in heart. And you shall find rest. I don't know about you, but as I reread that this week and I relived the idea of that this week, I could handle that rest thing. You know what I mean? So much power that I never have to worry one bit about my tomorrow. I never have to worry one bit about my brother and my sister because I love them. And if they're in trouble, I am going to be their help. And that's where he goes to find rest for your weary soul. Jesus, the Holy Ghost, the light of the world, is inherent. That light finds darkness. Most people that are absolutely sold out to Christendom don't have to ever tell anybody if they're a Christian. There is no need for us to live ashamed. Let us look into some truths today that will exalt him. Because he said, if you praise me, I will come to you. Because you can't give without me giving back to you. That's the law of giving. Give and it shall be given. But, what? What's that next statement? Running over. Press down and running over. What does that sound like? It shall be in you a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And people, I mean, they don't mind cussing. They don't mind telling you what hell they're going through. And we should never mind telling them what heaven we're living in every day. That offers hope. I wish somebody would say it. We are saved by hope. It doesn't say you're saved by getting the Holy Ghost. It says you become a new creation. Well, that's big. But we are saved by hope. Well, is that not on the same level? With being born again? Saved is something excellent. So the spirit of truth shall make you. You can't do it for your neighbor. You can't do it for your husband. You can't do it for your wife. You can't do it for your parish. You can't do it for your parishioners. But you can sure tell them. Let me, let me I, I just did a survey the last month on the restaurants in Paris, Texas that have the biggest crowds and the biggest appetite people going through them. And you will be shocked. I'm not going to tell you which ones they are. All you got to do is look. But they're not beautiful buildings. They don't have beautiful parking lots. And they are packed out. And they haven't changed their building in years. They look just like they were when I moved here. 
And yet people can't wait to get in. They've actually asked for a place to sit. Why are they not doing that for the United Pentecostal Church? We've got one of the most beautiful buildings on the loop. When they walk in this place, there are some of the most definitive things that offer to people a nice place to sit. Great music, great shouting, great praising. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to have to take this gift out yonder. We're going to have to get this gift in operation out yonder. We're going to have to turn the light on in a dark world. We can't just sit here and say, man, everything's getting bad and everything's getting dark and everything's getting pitiful. No, no, no. You are the light of the world. You are the hope of this world. You are the joy of Jesus Christ today. And we're going to walk out of here today with our lamps trimmed and our light burning. And we're going to walk out of here with a fresh hope and a fresh joy and a fresh sense of reality. I am in Christ Jesus, a new creation. All old things are passed away and all things are become new and I've got a right to shout bigger than the big game going on this afternoon is the church of the living God that's conquering death, conquering hell, conquering the grave. Ladies and gentlemen, you're not just belonging to a group. And it's time we wake up to realize Moses never went into it because he didn't dare challenge. And he lost a whole lot. I'm not willing to give that up. You have poured monies after monies into this pulpit and I will not be less than a fire. I will not belittle your pulpit by just entertaining 20 years ago what we used to do. It's today. That's the day of salvation. Every day we get up, it's the day of salvation. I will not sit down and just enjoy the luxurious Place y'all have afforded my wife and our kids to be raised just across the way. Not on your life. I would rather you be mad at me than me not give you what Jesus called me to give you. Stir up the gift. Preach the word. Those wake me up in the morning and I'm not belly aching about it. It is joy to wake up because when he comes, when he comes, he starts the freedom process here, free from the law of sin and death becomes a regular realization. For me to live as Christ, to die is better than that. Wow. How's that better than that? That is because you will never fight the flesh again. When you die in Jesus Christ, baptized in the name of Jesus, filled with the Holy Ghost in Jesus, then when you die in that spiritual arena, let me tell you that your soul is preserved for a new body. And the moment in the twinkling of an eye, the trump of God shall sound, and we shall all 
be changed into that image that you read about in the book of Acts when 500 people walked out there on a mountain and saw him ascend without a rocket, without a helicopter, without any kind of other equipment. He just rose up and that's what's going to happen to the redeemed of the Lord that walk into Christ and they live in Christ and they keep living the power of the structure of the doctrines of the faith and they walk in the light and they live in the light and they talk about light and they talk about success and they talk about the glory of a redeemer that never give up. He kept on kept on kept on knocking on my door and kept on saying come unto me you that are weary you that are cast down come unto me and I will make you over again and I will give you a life that you almost just couldn't even dream of. I am the resurrection I am the life and I'm coming back again be ye ready and I wish somebody would stand and give him the praise not me him he called you out he's the strength of our life Brother Jerry, you got one of those whoops in you? Would you give them half of it at least? Oh, my God. I sense a Holy Ghost revival, literally bombing hell while we're sitting in this building. There are angels that are already going right now to talk to some of those people you've been praying about. For they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. To be carnally minded is that death is not the one you want. To be carnally minded. To talk more about the hope of more of this world. Now I'm not against us doing what we ever need to do. Matter of fact, if you men would do it. That second hall over yonder, we put a picture up years ago of what we want to do to get rid of a lot of problems in this building setting. And it's to cover everything. And it will put the courtyard and all that water that keeps on goofing up and it literally comes up over the floor over here. But that would cover getting all of that out without having a pump or get a dig a new trench in there and it will cover architecturally and, all. And, and, and God reminded me of that about a week ago he said you've already got a picture out there and I thought well duh Brother Hughes drew it as an architect years ago and so I'm not telling you that's what we got to do I'm just telling you it's an option because all these little crevices and cracks, you can do a lot of stuff, but this earth is going to keep shifting. But if you can cover this whole place, my God, I'm about to preach. The covering of the blood. You can't just have one religious system. No, no, no. It is a body of Christ. And the covering is...
blood of Jesus and it covers everything. You don't have to build a new little church group. You don't have to build another little church group. 360 religious systems don't need them. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. Ladies and gentlemen, we got a covering. We've got an authority. We've got a privilege. We've got the backbone. We've got the structure. We've got everything. If we'll just align ourselves with it and say, Jesus, this is your day. I'm going to get up. I got hell breaking loose over there and I got hell breaking loose over there but I know that those men in that fire they didn't burn up you were there you were their covering you were their answer you were their glory you were their victory and I am in Christ Jesus and I've got a covering (laughs) to be carnally minded is death it'll kill that spirit It'll kill that burden. It'll kill that desire. It'll kill it. Choke it to death. God said, I'm going to send you a ministry because a carnal mind is enmity with God because it is not subject, meaning it don't obey the will of God and therefore the perfect law of alignment are walking in Jesus Christ can't happen, will not happen until we walk uprightly, eschewing evil over there, evil over there, evil in front of us, evil behind us. Light always conquers dark. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But I got a little ahead of myself. You're not in the flesh. But if anybody's in this, in the Holy Ghost right now, would you just stand up and say, thank you, Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. It's time for the church to speak in heavenly language every day, to speak in a heavenly language every night because the Spirit. Brother Bob Bolton, is that you? Is that Brother Bob Bolton way back yonder? Can you stand up? Can you sing a little of I'm on the stairway? You remember that old song we, you and I used to sing, Stairway to Heaven? Can you sing a little of it? He may be getting old, but he hadn't lost it. Thank you, Brother Bob. How old are you now? 90, what? How old, Brother, uh, Brother Ronnie? How old is he? 90, what? 93. Anybody planning to live to be with him? 93. Ooh, hallelujah. We don't come to church to just be at the building. We come to the church because we are the people of God. We are called of God. We are chosen of God. We are the bride elect of God. It's not about just being another group. It's about being in Jesus Christ, a brand new creation. If Christ be in you, 
the body is dead because of sin. Somebody say, I am not letting the Holy Ghost get out of my heart. I'm not going backward. Because as long as the Holy Ghost is in you and working its work, the body is dead and therefore the works of the flesh do not manifest themselves. You can tell when people are getting cut low on power. The word saved host many separate pronouns. Let's look at it. The word saved appears 104 times in the Bible. Which one are you hanging on to? I encourage you to study that. I've got it in my office. I studied it for the last two months because I want to make sure that I am giving you the right to kill Satan working in your family and to resurrect the Messiah in your heart. That's where I'm going. My people are destroyed for what? Lack of knowledge. And many are called, but few are chosen. I've always looked at that one right above the last one there. My people. What he's referring to is not the people that's already born again. His lookalikes. Jesus Christ came in the flesh to identify with the works of the flesh and to experience the deprivation or the depriving of what flesh does to the spiritual or eternal part of us. Those kind of things, they just don't come up. Why do we and other people rush themselves to or through something so important as forever in salvation. Uh, I don't care if you were born in Cuba or America. He loves you just as much as he loves my bride and he loves her a lot. And that girl on the front, one of my grandkids, but you know what? I don't love them any more than I love y'all. Now, I'm always going to do more for them than y'all. Don't get that mixed up. I'm going to take them on vacation. I'm going to feed them a, what, what is that thing, a, a quarter pounder at McDonald's every year. We're going to do something. We can't forget the word. Because the carnal mind is enmity with God and I don't want to live there. I don't want you living in poverty. I don't want you living in vagueness or the shadows of a promise. I want you to be able to touch the hem of his garment. You know, you got a bigger suntan than I do. I want you to hug me with this arm. Lay this down. I'm not asking him anything to do that his spirit hasn't always already spoke to me. He has already shown me he loves me. And we hadn't even known each other even 10 years, have we? 
Not at all. God is working right now. And I want us to stop this sermon. And I want us to pray for our relatives. That God would give us wisdom and knowledge. On how to approach them in love. Could we pray that all over the building? Give them whispering. Or I wish there were a few that would just travail for a couple of minutes. Oh God. We're not willing to sit in this beautiful auditorium. And enjoy this beautiful singing. And enjoy the beautiful fellowship of our family center. We're not willing just to go through all of that. We want to walk upward. And I pray to God that whatever you have to put me through to preach everything that needs to be preached, I want them to hear this prayer. I am willing, to the best of my knowledge, to do whatever we've got to do to garner the rest of your church in Lamar County. Could we praise him a little bit? Jesus there is a fire burning in pastor's heart and every mother and dad that's sitting here it looks to me like every one of them are reaching out with passion tonight, today to reach and to glorify the eternal God It is no wonder that in John's writing, he said, you must be born again. It wasn't like in that setting that he was just real optional. Like, it really don't make any difference. Uh, you, you, you just do what you want to do. No, no, no. He, he said, straight is the way and narrow is the gate that leadeth to life everlasting. Well, that puts it in a little bit different picture than just throwing it out there on the open waters and saying, if you jump in the ocean, you're going to be born again. No. Faith deliberately leads the mind, the heart, and the hands into a synchronization so that when we are repenting in the name of Jesus and we are baptized in the name of Jesus and we rise to walk in the spirit of Jesus called the Holy Ghost on purpose because he can't live in each of us in a flesh compartment but he can give his spirit to whomsoever will and so that's why Acts 2.38 and Acts 10 and Acts 10 and 11 and Acts 19th chapter, action. Anytime you're in the book of Acts, you're action-minded. It is a book of action. That's why it's called the book of Acts. They acted upon their faith. They acted upon the truth. They acted in obedience. They acted in response. And they got response because they lined up in activity. St. John 3.26 and in Acts 2, 8, 9, 10 through 11, 19, we see these things obeyed. If you want to take a picture of that, it's all right. I've got it outlined. I've already got an outline 
fix if anybody wants to get the outline you're welcome to it call the office sister uh, Lisa will get you a copy why would anyone challenge God you didn't give yourself the first breath you'll not give yourself the last one there's therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof but after the spirit watch that again the law you, you, you remember that little thing I told you years ago about that boy and his dad riding down the road and uh, this flying down the road and all of a sudden uh, they saw a car on the other side that had a little light on top of it and uh, and the dad looked at the boy and said uh, is he turning around oh yes he is dad uh, does he have a light on what is it on off on off on off how come everybody in here recognized what was happening on off I don't want to live that way I want my light to be straight so I can see where I'm going, not where I've been. I am glad I do know some of where I've been, but I am glad for what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us. Somebody say might. He it puts that in that word, in that setting, because he would like to force you, but he will not ever do that. There will never be a forced bride in the holy city, but he has done everything possible except he has promised, he has given, he has put the law of the Spirit in place, everything that's necessary. So they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the Spirit look for the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians to make sure they're up to par and full of the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost will develop in you the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit will emanate or project into your environment the fullness or the completeness of Christ working in your members, your body. And so to be carnally minded is to be dead. Or dead just simply means I can't hear his voice. I can't feel his spirit guiding me. And that's what I don't want to happen to any of us. Just to become a little place in a local building. can't believe that you caught it and he didn't. Come unto me, all ye that labor. And then he goes a little deeper. Even if you're heavy laden, burdened down with the cares of life, come unto me. And I will be your God. And I will 
will strengthen you in the day of trouble. I will give you the fruit of the Spirit. I will give you the work of God in the resurrection. And what you thought was never going to be overcome, I want you to tell you, I want to tell you death will be overcome. And I want to tell you that all things that are passed away, there will be something new take the place. The musicians are coming. I want you to meditate for just about two minutes on what you're going to do with this lesson today. I'm not going to finish it. I'm stopping right here. Could we pray loud, quiet, what you plan to do as you leave this house today. Make your bench your altar. Make your heart your sacrifice. Because he said, if you bring to me a heart that's after me, I will complete the plan. If you can pray in the Holy Ghost, do it a little subjunctively, but there is a powerful oasis of the Holy Ghost in this house right now. If you could pray in the Holy Ghost, you, you, you're going to find your life. Howbeit in he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. There's no need in anybody listening in. But if they do, only God will recognize the spirit of it. If you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, this is your day. The water's ready. If you've never received the Holy Ghost, today is the day. Don't put it off. You know what it's like. When you put things off, it gets easier to put it off. But the Lord is calling you. If you'd just like to bring somebody's life to this altar, this is a good day to bring a loved one, a friend, and put their name on the altar. It's a good day for us to act upon our faith. Faith without works is dead. Faith moves mountains. And today, we're entering into covenants with God. For the tide will never change. We're not doing this for the preacher. We're not doing this for the others. We're doing this because I have desires in our city, in our home. So much don't just be casual about it. Tell God what you're expecting. I'm expecting my lost child to find their way to Calvary. I'm expecting revelation for what we're going through in this hour. Tell God what you really want. He has the answer.
message if anybody wants it.